there. Yeah. I think so. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the By The Way Sports Podcast. I'm Tim. And I am Braxton. And we are going to talk about everything related to sports, and we will give you uh, the uh, take on everything that is happening in the world of sports right now, along with uh, our opinions on events and uh, expectations for the different seasons. So let's get right into it. Uh, first things first, uh, I think we need to address uh, the crazy thing going on in the NBA right now. Uh, we have the Raptors up 3-1 on the Warriors in the NBA Finals Series. Braxton, what do you think uh, about how the Raptors have been playing right now? Um, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to sell the Raptors short and say that um, they've been lucky, but the, the injuries definitely have yeah. um, played a big factor uh, in this series. Um, obviously, with uh, Clay Thompson missing a game, um, Iguodala's been hurt, I'm pretty sure. Um, Kevon Looney has been hurt, and um, obviously, Kevin Durant has been out. Mm -hmm. So... Um, it's going to be interesting with the, the Warriors uh, coming back to full strength here um, if KD returns. Um, for Game 5, I'm interested to see what, what, uh, how that plays out. Yeah, I think, I think that the injuries have been a big reason. Because I think the Raptors are good, no lie. But, like, it's just the Warriors are without Kevin... Like, with Kevin Durant are almost... Like, it's just unfair. Because, like, we've seen... We've seen like in game, what was it? Game game four, uh, no, not game four. Yeah, game no game three. Game three when uh, you know Steph Curry dropped what forty seven forty seven points, mm -hmm. you know, and that like so that and he played amazing. Yet they still lost. So yes. because, but if he has Kevin Durant, he can do a little less than that and drop you know thirty. Kevin Durant himself will drop thirty and they they win. So like I think it's just this fact that you know with with only one superstar. Being able to, that is scoring, I guess, because I even yes. without because even without Kevin Durant, they still have Draymond Green, Demarcus Cousins. Like it's not like they have a bad team. It's just on the scoring end of it, it seems like it's only Steph Curry. Yeah. You know? So I think I think that's something uh, that's it. But also, what I think about is like, okay, like you know, is this the end? You know, is this are we seeing the end of the Warriors' reign of terror on the NBA? You know, because we're starting to see. You know, Kevin Durant right now is looking at talks. To maybe the Knicks, maybe the Clippers supposedly have heard, mm -hmm. um, you know. And as we've seen, without Kevin Durant, they've kind of been they have not been as good as they you know as of recent. Yeah. So is this you think you know the end of this you know reign of the the Warriors over the West and over the entire NBA? Well, the way I look at it is that it might not even be just a Warriors reign of terror. It might be a Kevin Durant reign of terror. Mm. Because Kevin Durant adds so much. He's the most prolific scorer we've probably ever seen. Yeah. I mean, he's seven feet tall. He's got great handles. He's he's athletic. Um, he can jump, you know, with anybody. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see if, if, if he does indeed team up in New York with Kyrie Irving mm -hmm. or, um, you know, gets some help elsewhere that he will go. Um and keep in mind, if he goes to the Clippers, they are, are they are already a playoff caliber team. Oh yeah, so I mean they gave the Warriors um, a, they they beat them in one game, but then after yes. that they kind so, of it. it's it's interesting to see. Um, I don't think Kevin Durant will return to Golden State. No, I don't think um, so either. I could be wrong. Um, I I hope that he does not because yeah uh, yeah. Um, 
I don't like seeing a team that that stacked. It's not. Um, it's not fun. However, like, however, the, the Raptors are proven otherwise. Yes. That it is possible to yeah. beat them under certain cir- circumstances. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. What do you think has been? Uh, what do you think with the Raptors? You know, their whole playoff run and this series against uh, the Warriors. Like along with these injuries, what has been kind of their? Uh, what has been their secret weapon? Like what has kind of given them the ability to do this to the Warriors? Do you think? Well, they they match up great on paper. True. Um, especially with Kevin Durant out. Um, I mean, they have the big man battle one with Marcus All. Mm-hmm. You know, over Andrew yeah. Bogut. Um, you know, power forward play. It, it's arguable. Draymond Draymond Green contributes a lot to the game. And, yeah. You know, he's a great. He's a triple threat. Triple. Uh, he's a triple double threat every time he steps on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it's it's a it's a pretty fair matchup between him and Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, with Kevin Durant out, they the the Raptors have the advantage at small forward, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, shooting guard the Warriors. I mean, Clay Thompson's yeah, he's he's on, he's probably a superstar in my opinion. Oh, easy. Um, so, you know, I think they have the advantage there. Obviously, um, over Danny Danny Green, I think he's been starting. Yeah, I, th- um, I believe Danny Green's been starting. Yeah, uh, and you know, at point guard, not many people are going to um, win that matchup against Steph Curry. Yeah, though Kyle Lowry um, has. Put Kyle on Lowry a show. And Van Vliet coming yeah, in. Yeah, they both have put great. on a show, but um, but I think just the sole fact that the small forward and big man play is better for the is better for the Raptors mm-hmm. because you know Steph Curry he might score forty seven points, but you know who else on on that team outside of Klay Thompson? And I'm forgetting about Demarcus Cousins. I apologize, um, but he just you know he clearly hasn't been the same since oh yeah since his uh, no, he's injury. Been, yeah, he has not um, been playing as well. Uh, he's still he's still a great basketball player, but he's I would say Marcus Saul is even playing better than him this series. So yeah. um, you know, Steph Curry can't do it all. Um uh well, they're gonna need something drastic to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy finish, you know. because uh, they they're still I mean, obviously going down three one in a series is not uh good odds on your part, but we have seen it happen once, but they also the team that, that came back from that had LeBron James. So uh, we know how that works out. So we'll have to see uh, tomorrow night, Monday, June 10th, uh, I believe at 9 p.m., the Warriors will take on the Raptors in Game 5 of the series, hoping uh, to withstand elimination. And the Raptors are looking to close out the series and win their first NBA title. In um, their first try as well. And yes, that's, that, would be, that would be a feat. All right, so moving on from the NBA, I think we're going to take a look uh, at some NFL uh, expectations and NFL uh, just kind of uh, what we, I guess, what we think uh, is going to happen without the year, what we're excited for. Uh, so uh, both uh, both Braxton and I are strong Browns fans, so we'll probably be a little partial to that. But we're also just fans uh, of the football game in general. So I think you know we're able to kind of talk on everything that goes on. But I think uh, first things first, Braxton, what are you most excited for this upcoming season? Um. Well, as Tim mentioned, we are Browns fans, mm-hmm. um, so I am excited to finally see the Browns have a chance to win. Oh my um, lord! A legitimate chance, you know. I, I've said that every year since I was able to understand the game of football that you know this is the Browns' year, um, as well as I think most other Browns fans have said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- this is a different season, you know. I was I thought I was excited for last football season, but um, you know the Browns this year. Uh, obviously, adding the talent of Odell Beckham Jr. Um, yeah, arguably one of the most talented receivers we have ever seen. Oh, um, easily, he's insane. 
you know, obviously we Reminds added Kareem myself. Hunt. Yes, Tim is a receiver. <laughs> um, obviously we added Kareem Hunt mm -hmm. as well. Um, I'm excited to see Baker Mayfield in his second year. Um, he handled he handled his rookie year great. Uh, and, um, you know, one of the things I'm actually most excited for for the Browns this year is is to see Antonio Callaway. Um, yes. Because he showed so many signs of explosiveness last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's not the tallest. Um, he's not the fastest. He does have great speed, but he's not the fastest. Yeah. And, um, and he's pretty sure-handed for the most part. Yeah. He reminds me um, more of a um, young Antonio Brown. Oh, no, yeah. Not, not saying... Not saying that I'm supposed expecting Antonio Callaway to live up to um, the potential yeah, that Antonio yeah. Brown has but, reached, but he just his body type and his game mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown. So I think he's a sleeper one that uh, sleeper receiver for the Browns um, that I'm excited to see because you know who who are they going to guard? Yeah, exactly. You I mean, know, they've they have got Jarvis Landry, who's you know the slot receiver. They have Odell, who yeah, if you don't devil team, he's going to have a big game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Rashard Higgins, he's a deep ball threat because yeah. he's got great height. So then, who do you you know? Yeah, and you got David Njoku, who's yeah, just David a, Njoku, a very strong receiver uh, threat. You have you know Nick Chubb and Duke, and Duke Johnson if we yeah. keep him out of the backfield. So yeah. I think Antonio Callaway is kind of be kind of going to be that little fall under the radar. Um, yeah, the under the radar receiver yeah. that Baker Mayfield yeah. falls to a lot. Yeah, and he has. Uh, Antonio Callaway has some big aspirations. I know he's talked about uh, he thinks that he can and he wants to have a 1,000-yard season uh, and this 10 year. touchdowns, yes. And I think, I, I mean, I, think, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, when we drafted him, I was, I was a little weary of him because he had some problems at Florida, but he had some flashes that I was like, you know, I don't know. But also, I trusted John Dorsey. And, he, I mean, he had a strong season last season compared with what, you know, we went through through uh, a changing of coaches halfway about, you know, a couple games. <clears throat> excuse me into the season but yeah so i think that's that'll be exciting to watch i think for me i think what i'm most excited for hmm. i i think there's there's a lot of things i'm excited for you know i'm just excited for football back because i miss football so much but mm -hmm. like obviously i'm excited for the browns but i think that the like the the the, the nfl it's almost like like you never know what's going to happen almost anymore like like you do because like like the patriots like the patriots are probably one of the best teams of you know our this past de decade as we've watched you know tom brady yes. has taken over uh, and, the and league he seemingly does not get worse with yeah age. yeah like even as he's older you know i feel like 20 years we're gonna be we'll be sitting here talking about how you know tom brady's walking onto the field with a peg leg still throwing like 400 yards a game or something yeah. but like I think that the teams though they're like I can't look around the league and look at a team and be like wow like they're horrible like they're like every team has something that's like okay like they they have this aspect that could let them win yeah like, the, like the Giants last year a perfect yeah. perfect example I mean you know they what were they six and ten I think yeah um, which isn't great uh, and you know a lot of people consider them to be one of the uh, lower quality teams in the league, mm -hmm. but you look at their roster, they had Oliver Vernon, uh, yeah. you know, they had Landon Collins, mm -hmm. um, they had Odell Beckham Jr., they had Saquon Barkley, Saquon. Um, Saquon you know, they had Evan insane. Ingram, he, he, he struggles blocking, but uh, he's, he's a great, he's a dangerous threat. <laughs> Who needs blocking? Um, so, I, like Tim said, it is exciting to yeah. see, because um, there's, you never yeah. know what's going to happen. Like, this league, like, every team, anytime you watch a game, like, every team has a player or a situation that you're like, man, I want to see this happen, you know? Like, if it's like, you take the Cardinals, last season were not too good, but this season it's okay, I want to watch the Cardinals, I want to see, can Kyler Murray live up to the hype? 
You know, I watch the Raiders because I want to see can John Gruden, you know, turn around yes. this, 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 or make this team into what he thinks he can because he has like a 10 year contract. Yeah. You know, like there's every, every team has something to watch and every team has something to offer for the season. So I think it's going to be good. Yeah. And um, also along the lines of uh, Kyler Murray, I, I want to see um, how Daniel Jones responds. Um, oh yeah! You know, if he has a good camp, is there a possibility that he takes over for Eli Manning? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Gettleman already said that um, Eli Manning is going to be their starter this year. Yeah. He said that he if he has one more year on his contract, he will he will be the man. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I'm interested to see uh, what you know what exactly he was thinking because um, you know if Eli didn't have a great um, campaign with you know Odell Beckham Jr. receiver. Um, and you know, there's there's a little bit of hype, you know, so, you know, so with around the Golden Tate signing, you know. Oh yeah. I just wonder what's going through his mind that you want to trade Odell Beckham Jr. and then replace him with an older, less skilled receiver. Mm-hmm. I know, don't know. They, they kind of went, you know, with Odell. They kind of wanted to move on and get in the rebuild direction, mm-hmm. and they were heading that way. And you know, then they signed Golden Tate, who's I, I believe he's 30 years old. Yeah, and, and he's he's a good not, receiver, but he's not, not going to be there forever. Old, but yeah, I yeah. mean, receivers, you don't see him playing. Um, Extremely long, you know. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald is one of the players that we see today that has, uh, you know, that's that's outlived those expectations. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then also along the lines of the Raiders that you mentioned, um, they've added some some nice pieces. Oh, I'm yes. excited to I'm excited to see how they do. Yeah. Because um, I, I mean, I do believe Derek Carr um, is capable of getting the job done for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that depends what your definition of getting the job done is, but I, I do believe that, that they could be a team that's making a push, you know, week uh, 17 or uh, week 16 or 17 that, that um, could be making a push towards the, you know, wild card. Yeah, yeah, and along the lines of the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, he is, I think he's one of my favorite prospects to watch. He's very, like, I think he's very unproven, and he's very, like, I don't know, like, it's hard, it's hard to say why I like him, but I've just watched his game at Alabama and just seen how he plays, and... I think that you know he he has some of the abilities that could turn him into a very good running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he went to a team that John Gruden is one of those teams that is very, uh, or John Gruden is one of those coaches. Uh, he's very ground and ground and pound offense. He likes to run the ball. I mean, we saw that with he resigned Marshawn Lynch. You know, like he and Josh Jacobs, I think can do that. So yeah. I'm excited to see how he does in that offense and how, you know, how they take that and but also what that effect then has on Antonio Brown cuz Antonio Brown like he's got like at the Steelers he was pretty much he was pretty much the focal point. Like he was a lot of their offense. But now like John Gruden has never been one to pass a lot. Like he has like he does pass but he's not one that's like okay, we're going to focus on a receiver. Mm-hmm. Like he'd much rather control the run game than have a prolific passing game. Yeah, so, and I, I think that's why Amari Cooper um, you know, he made the Raiders look dumb. Yeah, he went to a team that that passes the ball, and I mean the Cowboys have a balanced attack. Obviously, they run oh, the ball yeah. a lot with Ezekiel Elliott, but Amari Cooper was he was a standout receiver there. Yeah. He was a superstar. Yeah, um, for the rest of the season, so he kind of made the Raiders look dumb in that aspect. But he just wasn't a great fit there. Yeah, so that's why I I'm worried a little bit um, for Antonio Brown because um, he is getting up there in age as well uh, for wide receiver. Um, statistically, he I mean he hasn't really slowed down. Uh, too much, so um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what uh, goes on with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, next question I have for you is: What rookie are you mo- most excited for this season? Mm. 
what rookie am I most excited for? Like I said, I mean, I love Josh Jacobs, um, and I'm excited to watch him. But I think overall, um, I think I think the rookie that I'm most excited to watch, I'm really excited to watch uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yes, bro. Um, me too. Yeah, be- there was two quarterbacks picked over. Him. Oh yes, and so. I, I, in my opinion, I don't think, I don't think the two quarterbacks taken over him are better than him. Um, I do not. I think obviously, and yes, like I'm a partial to Ohio State, but I mean, you watch Dwayne Haskins is was the best passer in that draft. He was the best passing quarterback. I mean, he, he and, set Big Ten records that were yeah. that were previously set by um, some guy. I don't know his name's Drew Brees. Oh yeah, never heard of that guy. You know. So, I mean, clearly he's not up there um, with just anybody. He's up there with rare company. Yeah, and so I'm excited. And like, I just think I think that he I, I'm excited to watch him because he's also like, like he obviously like he he thinks like you know he obviously thinks okay like I think I should have been taken higher. But he's one of those guys like okay well I'll show you. He's like I'm gonna show I'll show you why you should take me higher. And he's gonna go. He's gonna prove that. And right now I think he's in a position where obviously like. He wished he could have been taken higher, but he's been put on a team where Jay Gruden, you know, of the Redskins is looking at, okay, like Alex Smith probably not going to be back for a while. You know, they've yes. got, they brought in Case Keenum, who Case Keenum is, I love Case Keenum as a person. Quarterback wise, he can fill in for like a couple weeks. He's not, he's not going to, he's not a franchise quarterback, and nor is he, I don't think he's going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think he'd be a Super Bowl winning backup. Yeah. But so I think, you know, he, he can help uh, Haskins out a little, but I think eventually, you know, within a couple weeks of the season, I think Haskins will take over. And, you know, the Redskins are a team that have some very uh, promising prospects, you know, on that roster that Haskins can utilize, you know. As well it, as the pickup of Landon Collins. Yeah, they have Landon Collins on the defense. And on offense-wise, I mean, they have, you know, Adrian Peterson has shown that, you know, no matter how old he gets, he can still dominate in the run game. They have, uh, they'll have Darius Geis returning. Reuben from, Foster, too, right? Yeah, they picked up Reuben Foster. But they'll have Darius Geis returning from injury, uh, who they were expecting to be one of their, you know, lead backs last year before yes. he got injured. Uh, Receiving-wise, I'm pretty sure they still have Jamison Crowder, um, or unless they released him, but I think they still have him. Yes, um, and he, you know, he is an enticing prospect. He's kind of been one that's never lived up to his hype, but uh, I think that you know all it takes is one season and he can you know come out of nowhere. Uh, and they have arguably one of the best tight ends if he stays away from injury. Jordan Reed is yes. one of the most athletic tight ends we've seen. And not to mention Dwayne Haskins has one of the best left tackles protecting his blind oh, side as yes. well, Trent Williams. Yeah, so, you know, this this team will be fun to watch. And the Redskins are always a team that seem to kind of come out of nowhere, you know, because it's like you watch and you're like, they're, you don't really expect them. Because, you know, last year, like, with Alex Smith, like, they were kind of like, they were in the talks. Like, they were they were one of the better teams. Then he got hurt, and it was like, okay, like, then they dropped off because, like, yeah. I love Colt McCoy, don't get me wrong, but he's not that good. And then, so... Uh, like I'm excited to see what it will be like uh, with you know a strong quarterback under this offense and with Cardell ha- or not Cardell Haskins I always call him that on accident but Dwayne Haskins you know has a chip on his shoulder uh, along with that yeah so. because he was picked fifteenth uh, yeah he was picked fifteenth and and there was two quarterbacks ahead of him mm-hmm. so um, you know he doesn't have any pressure on him right yeah. now and um, also I think it's going to play in that he is less than fifteen minutes away from his hometown oh very true yeah. so. Um, that's gonna be that's yeah. gonna be a pretty cool yeah. uh, thing for him. He's gonna have family at every game. Uh, oh yeah, that would be awesome. Have tons of tons of friends and family at every mm-hmm. game. So he'll he'll be uh, he'll be loving that yeah. all life there. Um, for me personally, I th- I think the uh, the prospect that I am uh, most excited to watch, um, with no bias uh, to me being a Ohio State fan, is Nick Bosa. Oh yeah. Um, 
and that being said, um, I, I'm kind of excited to see um, because I do I do think that he has um, the potential uh, to be great. Um, but I've I've also never been a fan of uh, teams gambling on someone that only played, you know, three or four games the prior season. Yeah, uh, I mean, sitting out, you know, that many weeks um, is I mean that that could be detrimental to your to your game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yeah. huge difference between going against you know live offensive linemen and training for the NFL Combine all year. Mm-hmm. You know, eight, eight months of training for the NFL Combine is nothing compared to playing, you know, uh, 13, 14 games. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of those games, um, you know, obviously not the toughest schedule for High State, but some of those games coming against, you know, uh, you know, top 10 teams in the country, like, you know, Michigan this year was a was a top 10 team when we played them. So, um, you know, he would have got, got experience there that he's not going to yeah. get elsewhere. Oh, yeah. And I think that... I think that how how a player plays, you know, in the season is important to their draft stock, you know. Yeah. As we watch, you know, we watch like we watch a lot of guys who throughout the the throughout the college football season are seen as like top draft picks, but then, you know, after the season because through different, you know, like combine through the combine, through, you know, different pro days, they seemingly drop because, you know, coaches see they they think they don't cut it, but I'm just like, you know, like a guy I see Mac Wilson that we exactly, drafted. yep. You know, like, uh, I've read a lot of things where it's like, if the draft, if the NFL draft happened right after the season, he would have been a top top draft pick. Yeah. Because he was insane. But just people look and they're like, oh, maybe he can't cut it. But it's just like, I don't know. I think you watch how someone plays in a game, and that that that's, I think that's all you need to see. Like, mm-hmm. if they play good in the game, you got, I think you got to gamble with that rather than, you know, watching them run in shorts and a t-shirt and watching yeah. them catch passes against no one and watching them uh, tackle dummies. Like, I think, yeah. Yeah, because if, if we're going to be honest, um, the combine is – it's not really a football um, – like a football grade. No. It, it's, it's more of an athletic uh, – yeah. af- uh, a grade of your athleticism. Yeah. Um, you know, some things are obviously uh, related to football, like, uh, you know, your you, how well you catch the ball, you know, your footwork, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, you know, you look at things and, and people get – people get – shamed for like you know their bench press you know yeah. for example christian mccaffrey he yeah. got 10 reps last year um you know you had punters and kickers getting more than him yeah but now he's you know, the thing the, the panthers realized is that he played great yeah and and last year he had over 90 receptions mm-hmm. as a running back i yeah. mean you never hear that and, I, and, yeah, and it's because it's because they looked at you know how he played and not at his combine and you know he had a great combine outside of, you know, his bench yeah. press. But, you know, some teams, that, that's a make-or-break lift there. Yeah. And it, sh- and it shouldn't be because, that you know, all yeah. that does is show your upper yeah. body strength. And it's I think, nothing yeah. to do with your anything else. Yeah. So. And I think that works in the reverse of where they put so much stock that they can make draft a bust because they think, you know, like uh, yeah. like they put so, like the 40-yard dash. Like, it's fun watching that. But like, like John Ross, like he ran fastest 40-yard dash. And like I, I mean, he was good in college, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was first round no, draft pick no potential. Way. But he ran, you know, fastest forty yard dash, and the Bengals were like, "He's amazing." Yep. And we've seen he that hasn't transitioned to anything. Yep. So it's almost like the combine has become like this thing where they put so much stock in it more so than their play. Because, but it's like it's not. I won't. I don't want to call it fake football, but I think like, like yeah, okay, maybe a guy doesn't run the fastest forty yard dash, but like, so what? Like, yeah. you know, I'd rather I'd rather look at gameplay and see how they play in a game rather than be like, yeah, like, this guy played better, but this other guy, he ran faster. Like, it's, I don't know, it seems like the combine yeah. has become taken more stock over how a, a guy actually plays. Yeah, and, and you know, the same thing happened this year with DK Metcalf. Yes. Um, 
he, they, people were in love with his, um, you know, measurables. Um, you know, six three, what like two thirty, something like that. Oh, you know, regardless massive. of how much he weighed and you know how tall he was, he was absolutely massive. He was as shredded as it gets. And you know, there was talk about him, like, being a first round pick, like a pretty early first round pick. Yeah. And he didn't play terrible, but he did miss games this season yeah. as and, well. And you watch like he so, um, like if if a receiver like you like GK Metcalf, like people are like he's amazing, but it's like like. He it's not his stats did not show an amazing receiver. Yeah, and you know? he and he fell. Yeah, I think I think the Seahawks got a steal out of it. Yeah, I think yeah, and I think he I think he's gonna be good. But again, like it's just like like he's one of those guys where it's like yeah, you know his combine showed he he's athletic and he's strong. But again, you look at his play, you know I think obviously I don't, he, he didn't have the greatest quarterbacks uh, in his life, um, but that shouldn't always matter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know if you're if you a great receiver should shine. Through poor quarterback play, you know. Yes. So we'll see how that transitions. <clears throat> what else we got? Anything else we got? Want to talk about any other crazy topics? Um, I mean, uh, we could always talk about you know the the U.S. men's national team. Oh um, yeah, that was great. We lost three zero today to freaking uh, Venezuela. You know, um, the Greg... only thing I know about Venezuela is that the capital is Caracas. Yes. Yes. That's it. Um, that's all I know. I do know that. They probably know, have good food. Their striker it. plays in MLS, uh, Joseph Martinez. I know that, yes. Um, I couldn't name anyone else, I do not believe. I can um, name, uh, there's probably a Gonzalez on there somewhere. More than likely. Um, the thing is, though, um, we're in a we're in our first season under Greg Berhalter. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm a crew fan. I'm a crew supporter. Woo! Um, you know, I love the black and gold. Um, Columbus crew, baby! Yeah, the crew got saved, and, you know... Um, you know, I love Greg Berhalter. He was he was a great coach. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he had us go in the right direction. Um, and you know, it, it kind of it's kind of weird because you know our first year without um, Greg Berhalter, you know, we're we're struggling back and yeah. forth, back you know up and down. You know, we're, you know we're winning some games that we shouldn't. Uh, like we beat the LA Galaxy three to one. Yeah. You yes. know, and then um, you know we taught we we lost three to two to um the team that you know just won their first game about two months into the season yeah the week before Colorado so um you know it, it's just an up and down season um so the crew you know they're struggling without Greg Berhalter but the U.S. men's national team are are also struggling with him yeah um and and he was I believe he was three and oh or uh you know two wins and a draw I think maybe something like that to start his um, career as an international head coach, so he looked um, to be having things going in the right direction, um, but things kind of just fell off for us. Um, you know, we don't really have a identity um, formed yet. Um, you know, we don't have a a prolific goal scorer. No, um, Timothy Weah. You know, he's very young. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Sargent, very young. I think those two will be great for us in the yeah. 2022 World Cup and even the 2026 World Cup. Um, you know, once they get more experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they're both, you know, they they're both eligible for the under twenty team mm-hmm. still. Um, and speaking of that, Timothy Way did have a great U twenty World Cup this year. Um, you know, but you know, our midfielders, we have a decent midfield actually. You know, with uh, uh, Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams specifically. And Pulisic um, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but we play in Pulisic more at like a, attacking. like almost like attacking. Yeah. Uh, midfielder, I guess you could say. Yeah, he's. Um, so. You know, we don't really have an established uh, left winger as well. Um, we've actually been playing Anthony Robinson there. Um, who, See, I don't even who, know who that is. He's uh, he's more of a left 
left back, I would say. That um, that doesn't sound like a good idea. But we we kind of we kind of been playing him up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Pulisic is a great player. Uh, he struggled this season pretty bad, which is kind of a which is kind of a scary thought for the United States. You know that you know maybe. Maybe he's not what we thought yeah. he was. I mean, he was our, he was um, our wonder boy. You know, we yeah. were like, wow, he's the greatest. And he, now you know, he's, he, he's the guy that we were like, wow, this is going to be the, the, the best player that the U.S. has ever produced. Um, and, you know, we have a great goalkeeper in Zach Steffen uh, who just got sold to arguably the best club in the world, uh, Manchester City, mm-hmm. um, another crew player right there. Um, so, you know, striker I think is is a very important um, position that we need to we need to establish somebody because you know Josie Altidore is not going to be there much longer. He's he's definitely probably not going to play in the twenty twenty two World Cup. Um, and Jossie you know, Jossie Zardes, he's uh, he's not um, he's just not you know capable of. Um, another crew player, I love him to death as well. Um, he's not, but, but he's just he's player. just not gonna. You know, get it done against the likes of you know I mean, the best defenders in the I mean, world. He's, he's fast and he can move, but he's not the best ball handler we have. And I think you know, I think another thing that plays into this the men is this men's team is you know Burhalter is a great is one of the greatest coaches. You know, a lot of people have said he's a great coach, and he his his tactics and his formations work wonders with teams. But the problem is, is that when he's with the crew, like he has a long time. You know, he was there for multiple years. So he had multiple yes. years to work things in. When you're with a US team, the national team, you have you get the guys, you have like, you know, 2 3 weeks and you start playing games. You know, and you so yep. you can't you, it's it's kind of hard to get complex formations and complex tactics hammered into someone's head by this time, you know. Like like I yeah. said a lot of a lot of national teams run simple things and let the guys just play rather than try and run complex things. So I think that could be something, you know, that might that might need to look at, you know, going to this Gold Cup is like, okay, you know, maybe I need to simplify what we're doing and just let our guys play rather than try and do complicated tactics, you know, to uh to, to try and you know outsmart the opponent, because um, I think I think you know recent years the U- U.S. national soccer has not been uh, up to par. I mean, as we know, we did we got knocked out uh, qualifying for the 2018 World Cup by uh, Trinidad Tobago, uh, which was a very sad time uh, for our country. Uh, but I I like to think that we're on the up and up. That U.S. soccer is kind of you know moving up in the world. Obviously, we're not, and, and, and we do have a great. A great young system. Yes, our U twenties have have went to um, a couple, you know, past the past the group stage of the World Cup, uh, the U twenty World Cup, obviously, um, and you know we have Christian Pulisic who's very young. Um, we have so Weston Wea. McKenney, uh, Timothy Way, Josh Sargent, uh, Tyler Adams. You know, mm-hmm. we have all these guys that have all the potential in the world to to make something out of their career and a lot of them are playing internationally already which is a great step forward oh, yeah um you know because you know nothing against the mls but it's it's nothing compared oh yeah it's, it's nothing it's, skill-wise compared yeah. to you know the guys that are playing like yeah. zach stefan's going to play in manchester city yeah i mean you're talking about he's going to be attempting to save shots you know from from Mo Salah and and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and you know Harry Kane you know people like that you yeah. know that's completely different than saving a shot from you know Joseph Martinez who's who's the probably the best um, goal scorer that we we currently see in the MLS you know yeah. um, along with you know Zlatan and and um, Diego Rossi but yeah um, and I think I think that U.S. Soccer Vela. yeah I think the MLS like I think the MLS is getting better but we're no I still I mean we're not near as what you know the Premier League. And Bundesliga and you know leagues over 
uh, across the world are are at in their level. Yes. Um, well, with that being said, uh, the U.S. does kick off the Gold Cup against Guyana on Tuesday, June 18th at 10 p.m. Um, their next game will be against Trinidad and Tobago on the 22nd of June. Rematch, baby. And the third one of their group stage is against Panama. So Ooh. pretty um, decent we got chance to get we got out of the group, group stage here. If we get out of the group USA. stage, that would be great. So. Awesome. Well, you have been listening to By The Way Sports, and we will see you next week. And uh, keep it uh, here for some great sports, and I'm going to edit that out. <laughs>